Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we take some time to rewatch and discuss classic NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation. And uh, it's this is a great episode, season three, episode 10. And before we get too far into this, uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of Grayskull and Zorp by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hail Zorp. Hey, how's it going? Yes. Oh, it is so, so good. It is a beautiful day here in the PNW. And uh, yeah, I can't complain about anything. That's good. It probably wouldn't do any good if you did. Well, I will complain about something, Jeremy. Okay. Out of my out of my office here from which I record, you, you've been to my house. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a backyard and then we have a back backyard. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, didn't know you're, doing, just so, a, didn't do, know you're yeah. doing so well. Well, it turns out it, that's not my back backyard. Okay. It, and uh, so we have a development happening, uh, it looks like. So over the coming weeks and months during recording times, there might be some noises of construction that you might be able to hear bleed through my walls and my windows. So just heads up, folks. And, and the world's not ending. And gophers. Oh, man. Gophers. They're coming. If, once the construction starts. If I learned one thing from Caddyshack, it's that gophers hate construction. If I learned one thing from Caddyshack, it's that the, the pond is good for you. Yeah. Pool, pool or pond. So, Pond's, pool or pond. Pond's good for you. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about season three, episode 10 today. Okay. And um, we also have a uh, opportunity to hear from the fine residents of Pawnee, one of the fine residents who sent in, um, a, uh, sent in a, a dispatch for uh, uh for the 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 parks and conversation department to talk about it. Oh, town so, town forum. A town forum. So uh here we go, town forum and we need a jingle. Town forum. Something like that. Um spread your wings and fly. Town forum. Uh we'll, we'll, no. we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> now I just want to go and buy like a Ford truck. So <laughs> um all right, this is from uh listener CJ his subject line is a great subject line. And I, I do believe that one of the requirements for a town forum is to have a, it should be to share a quote from Parks and Rec as your sub- subject line. Like maybe your favorite quote, like that would definitely get my attention instead of, um, hey dude, uh, because you know, I get a lot of spam that's just like, hey dude. Or, <laughs> so I just delete it all. So um, yeah, so this is from listener CJ. His subject line is, not to worry. I have a permit. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Ron Swanson, which like if if there is anything that should be on a tombstone, boom, <laughs> like I, can, I have a permit. I can do what I want. Or in a future episode when he goes to Lowe's and he just says, I know more than you. That also is a great quote for a tombstone. I know more than you. Yeah. Yeah, because you have the sounder. That's the keychain. It's like yeah, one of six. You picked one of six. Uh, uh, yeah, sounds that's on. Are there. those labeled, or did you have to like go through each one? Like- oh, I have to <laughs> memorize them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, CJ is weighing in on the ice cream idea. First, uh, candy corn is gross, and frozen candy corn would be hell, according to CJ. And I, I think I'm with him on that one because that was uh, listener Christie's suggestion, some candy corn. But I propose for the quiet corn idea. Just little chocolate corns, corn cobs made of chocolate. My other idea is a little Sebastian flavor, which is some vanilla or chocolate base probably with caramel swirl and mini horse chocolate. Like how they have 
the fish shapes for fish food in Ben and Jerry's. Also, maybe a mint chocolate chip flavor, since that's what Jerry Gary Larry had at his bachelor party, <laughs> which he drops about half the time. <laughs> so <laughs> this is some future telling All right, I like uh, it. in this episode, in this email from CJ, but I do love it. Um, and that would be great if it was a mint chocolate chip uh, with chocolate horses in um, and like Jerry Gergich and Lil Sebastian on the cover <laughs> on the on the box or the carton. That's what it is. Yeah. And like it's it's uh, you can call it like my little Labluderol buddy ice cream or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, and it's just it's a little Sebastian and Jerry and Jerry's holding the cone, but the ice cream's on the ground. Yes. Or and little Sebastian is eating it, <clears throat> eating off, it off the, the ground. ground. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Ben, or Jerry. Or it's on top, or it's on top of his head. <laughs> like he's just sitting like little Sebastian has ice cream on his <laughs> yes. head. Yes. Yes, I love it. Uh, it would be good if there was something that could also like simulate a straw experience. Oh man, I was just thinking the like, same thing. Like hay, yeah, uh, like plastic straws. No, but that because you know he eats hay. Frozen pretzel, Jerry. pretzels, really thin. Like frozen pre- pre- or pretzel sticks, or hollow pretzel sticks. Oh what? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know if they have that technology. Is that even yet. possible? Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, yeah, this oh, is yeah. definitely. At first, I was like, oh, little Sebastian flavor. Like, what is that? That's Horse it's apples, horse meat, road I don't, apples, I don't know. ice cream. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you throw in the hay <laughs> aspect, and it's like now too chunky. So, <laughs> but then then I got on board when they're little, like the fish food fish. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's good. I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I think CJ is onto something, and uh, he should definitely write a letter to Ben and or Jerry and say, "Hey guys, America loves parks and recreation." We need an ice. It is about time to have an ice cream flavor. We have two different ice cream flavors for different late night hosts. We have the late show and the Colbert cone or whatever. Americone dream. Like there's two different late show things, but no parks and recreation themed ice cream. Yeah, this is travesty. This is a it's a travesty of a mockery of a sham of a travesty of a mockery of a sham. So, CJ, thank you for your email. And uh, he uh, also signs off. Great pod. I love Dave Matthews band. Crash into me. (laughs) So awesome. I was gonna also say yeah. Ben and Jerry's won't do it. Contact Full Tilt. They'll do they'll make anything. Are they a local I feel. situation? I think they might be. Yeah. Full tilt ice cream. I th- I think they're I think they're more northwest, but uh yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're from the area or visit. Man, now all I want to do is go get some ice cream. All right. Well it's only nine forty five in the morning. Next week on Gotta Parks wait and Rec. Five more minutes before getting ice cream. <laughs> oh, you can't. It's it's ten o'clock somewhere. <laughs> uh, my kids know me really, really well. That's, they live in that's, my house. That's so, good. Yeah. Um, but they also know that if they suggest getting ice cream, it's like I can't not. <laughs> like I have to have it now. They know your weakness. They know brain. your weakness. Yeah. We got dad. My daughter will just be like, Dad, you know what sounds really good? Like a blizzard, right? <laughs> like you're right. It does sound good. What, what, There's no way to say no to that. It does sound good. What, what's your What's your guys' go to ice cream? Like, are you yeah, like blizzard? Go out like a, a Donald McDonald's cone, or like do you go? You try to get like? Do you have a a carton situation that you like that you go to? Well, my go to is almost always peanut butter cup. Something peanut butter cup. So a Reese's Blizzard, perfect. The uh, peanut butter cup Ben and Jerry's also perfect. Uh, yeah, but the, the McDonald's cone is a sweet treat that cannot be beat. I, they're so good. And the scarcity machine of the ice cream 
machine being broken all the time <laughs> makes them even more desirable. Like to say, I'd like a, a small cone. And they're like, sorry, you can't have that today. That makes me sad. Yeah, you're but, McDonald's. That's like you got one, well, pretty much one job. I mean, you got give a, me the food I want. A couple of jobs. That's their job. Give me the food I want. So, yeah, what's your guys's? Oh, yeah, uh, mostly like like blizzards, uh, probably. Or uh, we like Tillamook, Tillamook ice cream for at-home at style. Um, so just whatever whatever is on sale, probably, because we're fancy <laughs> like that. You are fancy. Yeah, so if people are in the Pacific Northwest uh, and uh, looking for ice cream, like if, you're go if you can go down to Portland to Salt and Straw, they have good ice cream. Um, and I think there's a salt and straw in the Seattle area in Ballard, I think, I, yeah, right? I do believe so. Yeah. Molly Moons is also really good. Molly Moons is the, solid. The problem with these boutique ice creameries is, uh, they're expensive. Yeah. So and the lines kinda, are really long. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. You're just scooping, right? Right. No. The, 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 the sprig of, you know, freshly muddled rhubarb stem or whatever i don't know it's like they put all sorts of crazy stuff on there it's like just give me a scoop of ice cream man yeah put it in a bowl i don't care or although, just although whatever cone you can grab do it we went to salt they had a, a cone that was like a waffle yes. cone that yes. was two kind of like waffle uh thin waffle cones put together with hot caramel in the middle and then they mm -hmm. rolled it and then put ice cream inside that and that is pretty good that was that was pretty amazing so yeah now I, want, also, now I want ice cream. Great. Thanks. They also have one with some kind of cheese in it, in the cone. Yes. Which is also surprisingly good. Mm. All right. Road trip. <laughs> Heading to Portland. So I'm not going to Portland. All right. Uh, well, well, let's talk about this episode. Thank you, CJ, for your email. If you, want, if you have an email and you would like to share with us your ice cream flavors or thoughts on parks and uh, recreation, or if we said something wrong about an episode uh, and you want to fight about it, bring it <laughs> wow uh and you can just send those emails to uh parks and conversation at gmail.com and we'd look look forward to hearing from you in the future and please tell your friends about this show tell them like hey do you like parks and rec and then if they say no why are you friends with them yeah this is a time for soul searching if they say don't they don't like parks and rec then you say okay well it was nice knowing you grandma and i'll see you later yeah, COVID's then, uh, a great time to distance yourself from the people who don't like Parks and Rec. Yeah, and then if you are, if they're like, yeah, I love Parks and Rec, and you're like, good, let's take it to the next level. <laughs> let's DTR this. <laughs> let's take it to the next level. You need to listen to this podcast about two people who talk about random stuff and mention Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a good plan. I think it's a good, it's a solid plan. So tell your friends, rate and review, like and subscribe, hit that bell. I don't know, all the things that kids say on the YouTubes, so... Full Tilt We're Ice Cream has a pint of the month club. Oh, uh, oh, oh, where, what? This is on the internet? Yeah, yeah. I just, I went back to it. It's, there's not a, uh, this is 12 months of ice cream, a full year. Each month will be a unique flavor that will only be available to members. So I know I just How much is that? derailed us again. <laughs> um, it's a pint a month. It's $80. Oh, that's too much. But I think it's delivered and that's 12 months. And if you amortize it with, your uh covid relief package it's practically free i think those are words i don't know Wait, it's 80 dollars total yeah for the year okay are you doing the math i think that equals yeah. like is what is that like 17 dollars a pint i don't i'm bad at yeah, math it's still really expensive but you know i've got all this government money coming my way <laughs> so 
I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, money's not a thing. Speaking of not a thing, let's talk about this fictional program. Season three, episode 10 <laughs> of Parks and Rec, and it is titled Soulmates. And just looking at IMDb, they rated it 8.6, which is a pretty, pretty solid rating. Um, the uh, premise is Leslie is ready to get out there to the world to uh, be matched with the Internet and a, a gentleman. Of mystery, <laughs> and uh, that was that was a very <laughs> Jeremy way to say that whole thing. <laughs> I was like, "Where are you going with this, man?" Yeah, she's ready. Like she wants, uh, <laughs> she wants a man friend, and so right, Anne okay. helps her get on on a uh, online what uh, online dating app, and uh, and then on the other side of things, Chris is trying to bring some health into the the whole city government. And Ron's not happy about it. So hilarity ensues. My wife, as I was watching this, this uh, the, just this morning, uh, she came into the room and uh, it was at a particular scene where she was just like, oh, man, this episode has everything. <laughs> okay. This episode okay, is so good. Uh, <laughs> it, like there's so many jokes and it was hard to write things down. And uh, so, yeah, it has a taste of Pawnee. Uh, larger city hall dynamics. Kyle's in it. They go to uh, a health food store. All kinds of great stuff. So, Crows. Yeah, yeah. Really getting uh, intense April vibes in this episode. Like, oh wow, she is she is darkness. Yeah. So with very few lines, it was really well done. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there were so many players in this episode that were part of moving the story forward. That and so like. Andy and April both have small numbers of lines, but their lines are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Their presence on screen yes. is just is so good. Uh, so let's uh, jump in. It starts with uh, Chris uh, back in the swing of things. He's uh, he's come in as city manager because Paul uh, had a heart attack and grabbed Leslie's breast. So I think there's an HR situation there. even if Paul is recovering from his heart attack, he's probably on some kind of leave. Uh, after that. So, um, so he is, uh, starting to, uh, make some changes specifically with a health initiative for city hall. And so he wants good ideas for how to get people healthy. And, uh, Leslie is, has always a good idea. And she's like, we could start a, a, an adult dodgeball league. I get first pick. I choose Ron and Ron. I love Ron's reaction. He just looks at the camera, like with a barely a nod, just like, yes, <laughs> this is <laughs> Yes, that's, of course she picks. That's the me. correct pick. Yeah. So, um, and then after the meeting ends, Tom uh, looks tells Leslie, "Hey, I don't want you to, uh, you know, Sue's Joe has been leering at you," <laughs> and uh, and and Leslie braces herself to leave. And Joe is a creep. We've seen Joe a couple times already. Last time we saw Sue's Joe, he was responding to April on the telethon, uh, and he came down to pick her up and. Uh, take her away in her van and Andy intervened. So, uh, so Joe's just a creep uh, all around. And I, I love how is, like in the episode that Leslie wants to get out into the world, like the first person that hits on her is sewage Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's gross. And he tells her like, uh, you know, he's like, we should, you know, hang out. And uh, she's like, no. And if he says, well, if you ever change your mind, come down, down to the toilet party. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we call the sewage department. <laughs> No, I okay. I don't want to make this into a big thing. 
But I always I felt that like the sewage department was the one like it was like the one place that they kind of went cliche with their their characterization of a person. And I don't even know if it's even a cliche, but like all of the other government officials were pretty like they did a good job with kind of mixing things up and making Ron like anti-government and Tom is wants to be a baller and all of these other things. And then it's like like all Andy and I don't know, just being the shoeshine guy. And then there's Sewage Joe, who's like, yeah, you, that makes sense. You're in the sewage department. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like that was the one thing that was more like on the nose as far as, come on. I mean, I'm sure there's really nice people who work in the sewage department, too. Why does Joe got to be the face of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, for, I, don't know. I do. I understand uh, for uh, certain reasons in my life, I cannot make public comments about sewage departments. <laughs> okay. I, I understand. <laughs> someday, someday, maybe I might be able to make a, some comments about sewage departments. Wow. But I'm not going to right now. Okay. That's but probably I, safe. I, probably safe. I can appreciate your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, that's the op- opening scene. Cut, cut to credits. After credits, Chris is outside doing tricep dips on the bench. Um, and uh, Ron comes out to talk to him. And I love how Ron greets him. It's not Chris, it's Christopher. Like, it's very formal, very like direct. And he's like, listen, uh, you can make all the changes you want, but I am worried that the this change your changes might take away the hamburgers and the commissary. And I really don't want you to take away the only thing about my job that I like. Um, which that is not his job. <laughs> like, like his job is not hamburgers at the commissary, it's just you know, around his job. Uh, and, uh, Chris is like, oh yeah, those are gone. That's not going to happen. Um, and Ron's not happy about it. Ron, Chris suggests, you know, have you ever tried a turkey burger? And, and I love Ron's, <laughs> Ron's response. Is like, is that a turkey leg inside of a hamburger? Yes, I have had that. <laughs> so Ron is so great. Um, and, uh, Chris explains a turkey burger and Ron is just like, why would anybody do that? Why would anybody eat that? Um, so they enter into a cook-off. Ron and Chris are going to do a cook-off, and the the stakes are: if Ron wins, the burgers stay. If Chris wins, all of the uh, all of the commissary is changed, and um, yeah, new food is a coming. So now, ground turkey. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? I man, I my we went through a phase where we ate a lot of ground turkey, trying to be healthy, mm-hmm. and it's just. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's no it's no flavor. It's just all texture and filler, and it's not very satisfying because I don't think there's any fat in it. Uh, so uh, um, I know it's better for you if you're going to eat meat for all of the reasons Chris says, and it's I'm for it in that regard. But it's it's not good, and also turkey. I just I don't think I really like turkey in general. Like Thanksgiving turkey, I know I, I'm I'm more of a ham guy. I'd rather have a nice good uh, a ham than a turkey. I just mm. turkey's. I don't know. It's whatever. So what about why? Why you? Wow. Turkey. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I like a good turkey sandwich. I mean, the bird looks like a dinosaur anyway, and it looks like it should be more flavorful, but it's, it's just not. In our last episode, you said you are looking forward to the day when you could have the giant dinosaur ribs off of like in the Flintstones. Yeah, but not the turkey one. This is the closest you're going to get, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. turkey ribs. Oh. <laughs> These these are the biggest dinosaurs that we eat currently, <laughs> unless you can get an ostrich or, sh- which, or a shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
shark ribs. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like turkey and we were like you for a season. We were getting a lot of ground turkey. I think it was because it was cheaper than ground beef mm-hmm. at Costco. Yeah. And that was our main motivation. Um, and it it's, was packaged in a way that it stacked easily in the freezer. So <laughs> there you go. It was like, those, like <laughs> it's all the reasons. It was, very, it was a very efficient meat. Um, and it was good in like anything where you covered up the flavor with taco season. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I tried to make a turkey burger with turkey, ground turkey, and everything about it was just like, this is a disappointment. Well, you need to... No, nobody's se- going to be happy with this. Yeah, the secret is you need a really good binder to keep all of the turkey meat together. And for that, you just use beef. And then you take out the turkey. And then it sticks together <laughs> a lot better. See, what I thought you meant by binder is like a three-ring binder. Yeah. To keep your... Your turkey organized. You got to get a trapper keeper. And that's how you make the patties. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Got it. And then you can also like use, open it up and you get a conversion chart for all of the uh, inches, centimeters, the weights, liquids, all of that right there on the left cover inside. And if you three, if you punch a hole in it, then you can, you have them for later. Right. In case you have to go do like a review for your notes for a turkey, yeah. like a turkey cook off. Exactly. Like you can say like, oh, this turkey from three months ago is really putrid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're going to do this cook off. Uh, Leslie then um, ta- starts talking to Ben in the hallway and Ben's like, hey, I went to that snow globe museum you recommended. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, These are the most boring people in the world. Yeah. Uh, like? like, it's like, actually I, pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I like a good museum. I, I I like seeing things that are different. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Like, what is the museum? For? Like, how many snow globes do you need to understand the concept of a snow globe? I think it's just like the history of them. Like, why did we trap snow inside of a globe? Like, what is it? You know. So, how, like, what kind of witchcraft is available yeah, here? Yeah, like, exactly. Like the snow never melts. Right. And never freezes. Burn them. Burn them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would make sense then at Pawnee to say, like, if you see these out in the wild, bring confiscate it. them right away. Bring them all here. Yeah. We want to make sure that these the, the corrupt influence of Snow Globe doesn't work its way into the youth of Pawnee. They're already fighting the raccoons. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So and then Leslie is like, hey, I have some ideas about the health initiative. And she was like, we should go out to JJ's after work. And and Chris or uh, Ben is weirdly awkward and doesn't want to do that. And my parentheses here says big Jeremy energy here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but accurate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I, I think I've had this, like this inter- kind of interaction with Jeremy before. Where he's like, I don't know how to say no to this. So, uh, yeah. Mm, bye. Yeah, there's a, there's another, there's another one with Tom later. That's, ex- that's even, yes. even worse. <laughs> Um, I put, yeah. I put, um, wants to go out after at JJ's and, uh, I just put Ben weird can't dot, 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 dot. Bye. That was, yes. that was my notes for that. <laughs> I should have just put, how would you react, Jeremy? <laughs> Does this ring true? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that made me laugh. Um, and we don't know why Ben is this way yet. Mm-mm. And so it's like, this is weird. So, Anne comes to see Leslie in the office uh, and she's with a dude and she kisses that dude, um, which will come up again later. And she comes to do some weird medical procedure. And I I was watching this intently. Why is Anne coming to the office to draw Leslie's blood? Cholesterol. 
Why? So she could be in the scene. I, I just, she could have had lunch with her. Well, like there's yeah, but, any number of things that could have happened to make more sense than like she's going to draw blood at City Hall. Yeah, but then you couldn't do the whole like scared of the needles bit. I don't know. I, I, would, I was just like, this does not serve anything. Like this doesn't make any sense. The scared of the needles bit is funny, but they don't explain like they, they could have even explained like, hey, Anne, thanks for coming to draw my blood for a cholesterol test for this new health initiative. Then it'd be like, absolutely. Cholesterol is a major issue. You know, in America, people don't understand the difference between good and bad cholesterol. And then they could educate us and then they can make a joke. <laughs> but this was just not funny. Oh, so- I just was, I was just frustrated. Like, come on, Ann, you already don't work here. <laughs> you gotta still pretend. You gotta suspend your, 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 your belief. I guess. Like, you so, know, tiny horses are cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is where, and you know, like Leslie says, like, yeah, I was talking to Ben about going out to get something to eat later, and he's really weird about it. And Anne's like, listen, Ben doesn't know what he's missing. So let's set you up with an online profile. I'll help you get a set up a dating profile. Um, and, uh, I love the name of the profile that they're going to use. It's called Who's Your Date? Because they're in Indiana, um, which is fantastic. No, Who's Your Mate? Who's Your Mate? Who's Your, mate? Who's yeah. your Date? Yeah. Uh, so cut to uh, Ron's office and uh, April comes in with a note, like with no information. Like, here's a name. Did you get a number? No. And he, Ron just throws the note away. Um, and then Chris comes in. Forp. Yeah. Who's for the name? I don't know. I wasn't really, I couldn't understand. So, and I yeah, like, they're I, perfect. And I like how when he asks, like, did you get a number? It's just like, not only did she say no, but it's like a disgusted no. Like, what do you, like, why would you even ask me that? Yeah. It was like insulting. Like, you know better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, Chris comes in and he invites Ron and April to go- join him at Grain and Simple, uh, which is where he gets all of his ingredients. <laughs> um and uh, Andy is gonna go and get healthier snacks uh, for the shoe shine stand. He's like, "Did you guys know that Chris is a food genius?" <laughs> and uh, he displays how food turns into energy. And he like punches like cookie, does an uppercut, pancake or whatever. And uh, yeah, and I think and it, April. And I want to be spoiler. Oh yeah, yeah. April. April's reaction to that is like, "That's my husband." <laughs> yeah, and and uh, no, you know, spoilers. If you haven't watched it, it's too late. But I think this is our first, uh, you know, kind of glimpse of Johnny Karate. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some Johnny Karate happening. He's here. just doing all karate moves. He's jumping around and April's like, yeah, that's my husband. Like, she's for it already. She's like, yeah, that's you need to do more of that. But with a guitar. Yeah. And Mailman Jerry. Oh, man, that is such a good episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So. <laughs> it just, so, they, ag- <laughs> so they agree to go. Uh, to grain and simple to get ingredients. Um, but they have to go and, where? Uh, what? You got to go to Snurling, which is 40 minutes is, away. And I oh, knew Snurling would come back because that's, remember in Media Blitz, when I was like, doesn't he say because he's going to go to Snurling, then Indiana? Or uh, 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 what's the capital? Shoot. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Snurling. Anyway, because Pawnee doesn't have a health food store, which I think is great. So gotta, well, it's interesting that Eagleton wouldn't have a health food store. Yeah, they haven't really brought up Eagleton much. So I don't think the <laughs> that's whole, true. you know, that, but that's coming up very quickly. So I think that's what sets off. Then Snurling kind of falls off. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's interesting that city manager is inviting a department head to leave work yeah. for about two hours. Realistically, just not to do any work. We're leaving. And yeah, well, not so. only not only to not do any work, but then to come back and do even more not work. Yeah, Chris is terrible at his job. <laughs> uh, so then uh, cut back to the Leslie situation. And uh, Anne is coming back into the office after dropping off Leslie's blood somewhere. Um, <laughs> and she's also kissing a different guy. Oh, uh, and so they start setting up the uh, the planner or that set up the planner, setting up the profile. And uh, Leslie starts sharing some of her interests um, and my favorites. Uh, and all of her interests was like, I like to like schedule and prioritize. And she's like, that sounds boring. Uh, how about jamming on my planner? <laughs> yeah, because Anne, Anne was spicing up her profile with everything she said. And then when she tries to do it, it's still lame. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was real bad. And uh, yeah, so she is uh, trying to make a whole thing here. And uh, favorite place bench in front of a mural upstairs that looks at uh, a meadow. And Anne's like, what's the deal with that? You, you could be anywhere in the world. You can actually be in a meadow. And it, Leslie's like, no, I'm allergic to I'm allergic to bees. So bench by mural. Go with it. Uh, and then also favorite animal. Like she's talking about cats, love dogs, love turtles. No opinion. They're condescending. <laughs> uh, her ideal man is dark and mysterious, plays the organ and sings. And Anne points out that that is the description of Phantom of the Opera. Uh, so she's uh, <laughs> and Leslie. Leslie's is like, yeah, yeah, it is. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, like that does sound good. Hmm. The Phantom of the Opera. That movie is long. Um, so then it cuts to grain and simple and. Chris and the team are going inside and they all know Chris and Chris knows all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows all their names. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he's excited to be, you know, in what he calls Nirvana. Uh, and then Ron explains in a talking head that he came to Grain and Simple for the same reason people go to the zoo. And it cuts, zooms out and there's a, a long haired dude getting granola or oats out of a bin. And uh, Ron's just like, nature is amazing. <laughs> So he's excited for the hippie watching. I just want Ron to show up at like Bumbershoot or something, you know, like if you think that's cool, come on up. Yeah. Check it out, man. There's a whole world up here. Yeah. Folk life. Mm. Go to Evergreen College and see what that's about. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. I, and, and he says like he's not going to get any ingredients from. um the, the green place because he goes to food and stuff, which is a discount food outlet equidistant from my home to work. And which I think is just hilarious because it's not only is it discount, it meets like two needs. It's just discount food and it's not, it's like halfway to the two places he wants to go. Like it's the perfect place for Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when, when he says equidistant, one of the things that like he's making a triangle, right? Because it's three points, it it wouldn't be like in the middle of them. So like, I don't know. I just find that funny that it's unless it's like he has one line from home to work, and yeah, uh, I thought it was like right in the middle. But I don't know. See, I pictured a triangle, which is like 
I don't know. Maybe I, I would love to see the geography uh, and the uh, the location markers for Pawnee. Uh, yeah, where, and we could where... figure out where Ron lives. Oh man, that would really drive him crazy. <laughs> we could send some drones. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <clears throat> the uh, well, I can't find my notes. Oh, here we are. So then it cuts back to the office, and Leslie is there, and uh, they're April. Uh, Anne's like, "Hey, you've got a a ninety eight percent match at that soulmate level match," and uh, turns out it's Tom. <laughs> Commercial break. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So cuts back, and Leslie's on the phone with the uh, CEO of Who'sYourMate.com, and tells them that their whole system sucks. And Craig's like, well, I actually found my wife through our website. And he said, well, that marriage is a sham. And so she's very upset. Um, Anne comes in with a third gentleman. Um, and uh, so that was a real weird turn for Anne here on this this series here. Uh, and then Leslie is wondering why terrible guys are into her. Um, and so she decides to investigate. And she goes to ask Sewage Joe why he's into her. And his description is basically because she's not elderly. <laughs> Uh, so, which is good. And she has a terrific dumpster as Joe has pointed out. Yeah. Cause um, he's from sanitation. Right. Ugh, gross. Um, so, so unless he's not satisfied with that, there will be more investigating it momentarily, but it cuts back to great and simple. And Andy is just very curious about everything. And they're walking down one of those, um, coffee, dis- like dispenser aisles. And Andy just says, what's this? And he pushes the dispenser down. Uh, and you're usually supposed to have a bag underneath that. And there was no bag. And the whole dispenser empties. And <laughs> Chris and Andy just walk away. <laughs> I was just so sad because it was coffee. And I was like, oh, that's all that wasted coffee. What a waste. What a waste. Um, so then uh, Ron and April are walking around. And they, there's a sample person. And my first thought was, I miss samples. <laughs> Even even turkey bacon samples? I'd try it. <laughs> I would try it. I'm not opposed to turkey bacon. I uh yeah, it's pretty good. But the uh yeah. Like Fridays normally are when my wife and I would go to Costco, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was one of the highlights of the week was to be able to kind of like let her shop and me go and scavenge. It's I would hunt and gather for samples. And so I'd like scout ahead. Yeah, you felt like a and then caveman. When, yeah, and when she came back around, I'd be like, that one's good. You should try that. <laughs> I thought that was like kind of my job. Right. Turns out she hated that anyway. Um, but the uh like she hated they're, it. they're gone. She hated that you left. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And now they're just there's no samples, but there's people standing there talking about the food and they're not even interested. They know like you don't care about this. They're like it's like plated food under a display case. Like we're going to a food museum at Costco. Like, this is what your food could look like. It's like, it's never going to look like that. Stop. I feel Just, I feel bad for those people because, like, the sample people at our Costco, because we, we have two, we live far enough apart that we have two separate Costcos. Um, and we had, like, the same, I don't know about yours, but you get to recognize the sample people. They're, like, the same people. Right. And what are they doing now, man? Like, I feel bad for them. You know? Yeah. I just, Yeah, it's basically, like, someday... You may be able to give us small bits of food that you cut with a scissor. Who, Tell then. Man, who knew scissors? You know, like, what a great way to serve up food. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Oh, you want a quesadilla? I could use a knife. No, I'm going to cut this quesadilla right out of this microwave <laughs> with scissors. You want your burrito and little rings? Scissors. <laughs> rings? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like calamari burrito. I think it fundamentally it comes down to whoever is in charge of the sample people. Don't trust them with knives. Sure. Because scissors, you know, they're basically two knives coming together. Mm-hmm. But like, they're not. <laughs> I, I don't know very many people who would think of a scissor as like, here's a potential weapon. You know, I mean, we're not Jason Bourne. And uh, so like, like, they're just like, you know, I just. I know you are talking about the great deal that people can get on these egg rolls um, and nobody's listening to you. I don't want you to take this personally. Use these scissors. Oh man. So. Sample culture is, was so much fun because like people would get so edgy, you know, like when, when it's like the sample, it's almost time and you're, you're jockeying for position because you've been waiting longer yes. than the other person. Yes. And then the person right. comes up and then there's also the, the the group that has like the, the four kids and they keep their shopping cart there and then they just load up with the whole tray and but then they sit there and eat it in front of everybody who didn't get any i'm not yeah, saying that's like ever happened but it has it's like keep moving yeah, go uh, yeah. now they're all gone and then they block yeah. you like they block your way and then everybody comes from the outsides that wasn't in line mm-hmm. oh. or like where they have like the specialty cheese and meats cases you know like where like the nice cheese is, not the Tillamook like packages of cheese. Mm-hmm. And they have the sample people in those aisles, which, you know, you can like come out from behind the sample person and like pilfer a, sna- a sample, like while the people out front are waiting patiently. Um, yeah. I've also been yelled at by sample people <laughs> because like I, this one, like you have a tray, a prep tray and a serving tray. Oh, yeah. And it, it looked like prep tray no. was ready to go. Oh, man. And I, I took one off prep tray and the lady was like, never take one off of that tray. I was like, <laughs> it's going to be, it's literally going to be the other tray in 20 seconds. Like, <laughs> when does it become not that tray, but this tray? You, like that, like. <laughs> you, you shook the snow globe at the museum, Uh-oh. man. Oh, you can't. so frustrating. Did you not like that? Anyway, Ron and April are taking turkey bacon <laughs> or, or vegan bacon samples. And Ron just throws it right in the garbage. He's like, I'd like another. <laughs> and he throws it in the garbage as well. And uh, he's like, is there something wrong? He's like, no, I just want to make sure nobody has to eat that. So, like, well, I can't give you any more. So April's like, I would like one. And she throws one in the garbage. <laughs> and Ron is just so proud. You could see the pride beaming off of him, uh, uh, beaming off of his mustache. He's just so proud of her. Um, and then uh, cut cut back to the office tom and leslie are in, in the office together and uh, tom is calling a uh a company to <laughs> yeah. lodge a complaint about under eye cream that he then also mixed with another under eye cream and they're both <laughs> terrible um and uh so it goes on hold and uh the song is forever young <laughs> uh i wanna be and he's singing it as loud as he can in the office uh it's such a good song it is a good song uh, so Leslie is kind of shocked by or like watching this whole thing go down. Cut back to Grain and Simple, and uh, Chris is explaining fruits to Andy, is what I wrote down, and even lettuce. And then Andy says, You know, I also like uh, specific foods. I'd like to take a, uh, a Skittle and put it between two Starbursts. Uh, you know what I call it? And Chris is like, Skittle sandwich. <laughs> No, that's really good. <laughs> I call it Andy's mouth surprise. <laughs> so uh, the, flavor, yeah. the flavor of the Starburst really brings out the similar flavor of the Skittles. <laughs> yeah, I I just love when Andy tries to sound fancy. Yes, it's like 
I've heard people use these cadences before. <laughs> so uh, he has no idea what he's doing. Complimenting and bringing out flavors. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a thing, right? Am I doing it right? No, I'm doing it all wrong. Uh, and then um, cut back to the office and Leslie invites Tom to lunch. And, and Leslie, Tom's like, I don't want to go to JJ's. He's like, no, I'll take you someplace nice. I'll buy. And Tom says, can we get apps and zerts? Which leads to one of the best parts of this whole series. Tom Haverford, have a foods. And I have the quote of all the things he says. Um, so do you mind if I just quote oh, Tom Haverford go, here? All, all the way through. All right. Zerts is what I call desserts. Tray trays or entrees. I call sandwiches, Sammy's, Sandoozles, or Adam Sandler's. Air conditioners are cool blasters with a Z. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I call cakes, big old cookies. All noodles, long ass rice. Fried chicken is fry fried chicky chick. Chicken parm is chicky chicky parm parm. Chicken cacciatore, chicken catch. I call eggs, pre-birds or future birds. Root beer is super water. Tortillas are bean blankies. And I call forks, food rakes. <laughs> And then he's like, let's get in, on, get in my go-go mobile. And it cuts back, car. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I love that. And there is a website that at one point that somebody made. I'm just going to check real quick. Uh, Haverfoods.com. Is it a thing still? Uh, mm, nope. No longer. Now it's a limited edition breakfast box. That's weird. sad. It used to just be a... Uh, a food generator, a food name generator based on this scene. And uh, it was great. Maybe it's still out there somewhere. If you find it, hit me up. Uh, so <clears throat> the uh, yeah, so they're going to go. Excuse me. I got a uh, let me let me just mute my mic for a second. And I'm back. Uh, so they uh, go. And so Tom on the on the this lunch meeting uh leslie starts asking tom icebreaker date type questions she's trying to figure out like why is tom why did tom and i get matched um and then uh so asks about like three wishes and what tom would want with those three <laughs> wishes and that kind of stuff uh and it basically is like i want to be you know uh in a i want to be like a drug dealer in a, in a um michael bay movie <laughs> it's like wow that's your wish okay um and uh and then it cuts back to great and simple chris is checking out and Ron and April are sitting on a bench and they didn't buy anything. And uh, Chris is like, you didn't get any ingredients. Do you need help buying ingredients? <laughs> um, and just the way he says ingredients makes me happy. Like ingredients. Um, and uh, he's like, nope, didn't buy anything. And he comes with a box of Kashi uh, and something else and a pinwheel. And he's like, can I get these? And Chris says, you can get one. And April's <laughs> like, pinwheel. So he throws the other things away and he just buys the pinwheel. So looking, um, looking so happy. Like, yeah, that was the right choice. Right. And what was his mission there? Why did he come to Grain and Simple? To get healthy snacks for the shoe shine stand. <laughs> Instead, he got a pinwheel. So he's doing great. <laughs> Perfect. Things are, things are coming up all Andy all the time. Um, so it cuts back to the restaurant and Leslie asks Tom like what level of different things he's interested in and that she lists. And so everything he says is one, even his own job is a one. Um, but we also learn a fun fact here for about Leslie. It's uh, that she has a history degree. Um, and uh, Tom is very not interested in that. Uh, cuts back to Ron's favorite shopping experience, which is food and stuff where he gets uh, most of his, all of his food and most of his stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so he's buying the beef, but he's also looking at a hose. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote like, down, this is all, pretty, pretty great. All of the stuff in the background that he's looking at, it's like there's uh, oil, um, like glasses and cups, hoses, 10, ten cent apples. And uh, in, the, in the background, my favorite part was uh, pallets and pallets of mesquite charcoal, like just stacked up in the back. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. It's a great place. It's kind of uh, like big lots. Right. Like you don't know what's in big lots before you go. You know, because it's like what somebody had way too much of. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're selling now at big lots. <laughs> and uh, I, I can't go in that store. It's too. There's so many stores like that where I just like I don't. There's too much unknown happening here. I just will only get frustrated. It's like the dollar. Um, like the dollar store that sells food in the cold, like in the back. Like if they had a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also not going there. Um, so why? Because uh, it's never stocked. Like you can't get down the aisles because they're always in a perpetual state of of the shipments coming in. Oh, yes. Oh, my word. I, I've worked retail. It is not that hard to put things on shelves. No, it is. Like, it is when there's like two people working there and they have to stock and run the cash registers at the same time. I feel so bad for those guys. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy place to work. I get that. But it is also like. I don't know. I, I just can't. I can't do dollar stores. <laughs> Not because I have more than one dollar, but because <laughs> like it's just it's too chaotic. It's just too much. So we, I have a store by my house that is one of my favorite store names of all time. It's ninety nine cent store, and then underneath it, unless otherwise marked, <laughs> <laughs> which which, which could be any store at all. All you got to do is have one thing that's ninety nine cents. <laughs> Unless someone buys it and they're like, crap, oh, no. we're all out of that. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so cut back to uh, Leslie or Ron is, uh, he buys beef and April comes uh, and says, can I get these? And she's holding two crows and it's a good deal. So Ron's like, yeah, absolutely. And so they buy just the beef and the crows. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so then cut back to the restaurant. Leslie tells Tom what's going on. Like they were matched up on, um, on who's your mate. And uh, so the, Tom's like, oh, this is a date. You're trying to date me. And he sings to her in the restaurant and uh, not good. Leslie's really upset that she let him know that. Um, back at the office, Tom is looking at real estate listings for him and Leslie, <laughs> um, which is, you know, he's just messing with her and um, she's not enjoying this. Ben then is leading a meeting and asking for more health tips. And Tom's like, we're going to take over this meeting because we have a special like spiritual connection now. Um, and uh Tom is pretending to be super into Leslie in the meeting and let's weirding everybody out. So Leslie finally just takes him out into the hall, confronts him and kisses him to shut him up. And then Chris sees that this is happening. Uh, and Leslie's first reaction is to pull the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> so like we should get that fixed. Uh, and uh, cut to the office, Chris's office where he's making uh, garnishes for his burgers, which a weird thing to say like it's a burger man just eat it um and uh he explains his no dating policy and how it's like a really big deal for him it's a real bugaboo for him um yeah, but and during uh, this whole time this is what bugged me is that he's he's uh garnishing vegetables at his desk like the city manager is now wasting even more time at his desk and he's yelling at at leslie for office relationships which, you know, could be scandalous. And yet he's wasted four hours of taxpayer money on this silly bet. Yes. Come on, Chris. Chris was the bad guy in this episode. Just saying. 
Hmm. Not Sewage Joe. Sewage Joe is just being Sewage Joe. Chris is Chris got he, you know he got caught up in in his pride. He wasn't really thinking that none of this none of this was was you know above board. He's better than this. <laughs> He's better than this. <laughs> okay. I, but I don't know if he is or not. Um, so uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, as le- that meeting is happening, um, Ben asked Tom about what is going on with him and Leslie. And he explains he's just messing with her. Um, and then he's like, and then Chris saw that we kissed. And he's like, it was not terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying that she knows what to do. And Ben is so creeped out by this and he's just trying to like get away. And like, he finally walks around Tom and Tom's like, Oh, okay. And then he just keeps walking with him and talking more about it. Right. Ben, <laughs> it's like, ben physically couldn't like, he's like, I don't know which if I, if I try to go past you, I'm still way too close to you. Like it breaks all of his comfort levels. Yes. And he, at one point he, Ben even says like, or Tom says my foot stuck under the chair. Like, <laughs> which I don't know if that was like in the script or something, but like anytime you're in an environment with those office chairs, like where your, your feet are interacting with the, the rolly, the wheel parts of the chairs all the time, you know? And so it's like, Oh, my foot stuck. I thought that was just very, um, very real life, uh, office environment I call, situation. I so call wheels, rolly things. <laughs> the rolly things. Did I say rolly things? <laughs> well, you started to say rolly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then go, cut to the courtyard and it's time for the burger challenge. Chris's burger is like, he goes into explaining all the different things that are going on there. And the taste test people are, Tom, Donna, Jerry, and Kyle. Um, <laughs> I love that Kyle's there. Yeah. What does Kyle do in this whole business, in this whole place? I don't know. But he seems to have plenty of time to get his shoe shined uh, and be part of these kinds of competitions. Um, you know, And you think about it, like really, Ron is potentially stacking the deck with his office workers there. Yeah, but who else and is so- he going to get? Well, Chris has the whole the whole department, the whole building. You could have anybody, yep. right? But, and and so, but they're all Chris's Chris's is Kyle. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> like he gets Kyle. He gets Kyle. Like Kyle. And Kyle seems to know some things about food. Um, you know, Donna notes that there's saffron in the in there, and it's like Chris is like, yeah, you have a very developed palate. And uh, everybody's like, this is really good. And Kyle's like, I love the umami flavor. <laughs> to which Jerry responds, "Stop being so pretentious, Kyle." <laughs> Even even Jerry, even Jerry is getting on on Kyle. Yes, everybody, everybody has somebody that they can punch down to. And we finally found Jerry's punch (laughs) down to person. It's Kyle. So and it might he might be the whole the whole government's punch down guy. Um, And uh, so everybody is like, yeah, this is really good. And then Ron comes with his burgers on paper plates with just buns. And he's like, mine is meat bun. Nothing else. Put ketchup on it or not. I couldn't care less. (laughs) And everybody. Um, you know, they're so they're looking at it and Chris is really disappointed as, as he's saying this, everyone's like, oh, this is so much better. This is amazing. Um, and, uh, Andy is upset and he takes Kyle's, takes Kyle's burger, um, and takes a bite of it. And is like, oh, this is way better. And then he proceeds to eat the rest of the burger in three bites. <laughs> and he smells, I don't know if you, I watched that scene a couple of times. He like broke it in two and like smells it. He like wafts it in front of his nose. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, and then I don't know. I wrote down like. What was he? He was like flipping it back, like he was doing some weird, like uh, uh, competition eater, you know, like competitive food eater thing, where he's right. like, kept flipping his, trying to slide it down his gullet. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the rush was. Like, 
It's like, it's, then you can probably get another one. His, if you watch this episode and you watch Andy the entire time, his physical presence for so much of it, he's not just standing in the background or he's like really adding to his, his presence in every single scene. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really a testament to Chris Pratt's acting, I think. Yeah, he is there to basically learn from and assist Chris. Mm-hmm. And so he's very attentive to everything Chris is doing. Like he's really like intense about all of it. And he's kind of miming Chris a little bit. Like he comes in and he mm-hmm. puffs his chest up a little bit. And yeah, it's, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. So, and so quickly he goes right back to his first mentor, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ron. <laughs> no, these burgers are better. <laughs> It's like, Chris, I appreciate your investment mm-hmm. in my business mm-hmm. and your willingness to try to help me take it to the next level. But these burgers are awesome. Thanks for the pinwheel. So, yeah. and, and, and the memories. <laughs> pinwheel and the memories. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> they uh everybody's just totally into the uh the the Ron Burgers. Ron wins. <laughs> Ron um, Burgers. And uh Chris or Andy and April are talking and um He's like, man, we spent so much time preparing those burgers. Like, cooking is dumb. And April is just like, I swear on this dead crow, I will never cook for you. And uh, yeah, their their relationship is just so wonderful. Yeah, Chris goes, uh, I love you. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's good. It's perfect. Yeah, they are made for each other. Um, so then, you know, Leslie's eating and Chris comes up and says, um, you know, I appreciate your understanding on this policy about no dating. In fact, just last week, Ben was interested in socializing with someone from the government. And I said, no. And uh, Liz is like, well, who was he talking about? He's like, I don't know. And I didn't ask, Um, which as a, uh, you know, for Chris, like to not try, like to maintain partiality in a situation like this, like to not ask about something like just be like, you know, I don't need to know you came like Ben and Chris know each other well enough. Like he's like, I, trust that you understand what I'm saying. Like, I don't need to know all the details about what's happening, but it, it was just interesting. Like the management method here that Chris, that Chris displayed, it's like, I don't need to ask because I don't need to then treat that other person differently. Yeah. Um, well, and also it was so, a way to get it out, like get like to show that he's not just picking on Leslie, but then also not betraying like a personal, like not oversharing, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be appropriate for him to, to, to say who it was. But little does he know that he is oversharing. Yes. Because Leslie knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And she looks over at Ben and uh, yeah, so she knows what's up. And then Ben and Leslie start chatting and he's like, hey, uh, I never got the rest of your ideas. Like, okay, yeah, well, I can share them with you. And it's like, well, you know, there's a mural upstairs <laughs> by a bench uh, that looks at the the flowers. And and Leslie's like, uh-huh, yeah, I know that mural. That's her favorite place in the world. Right. The, her favorite place in the world. And so either... Ben just also really likes murals and we know that they share interests because of snow globes. Right. Or as a government employee, Ben has access to all of Leslie's computer information. (laughs) Yep. That's what, that's what I want to believe too. And no, maybe Ben, people love the Ben and Leslie relationship. I'm just going to throw, I'm just going to throw a little turd in the punch bowl here. Wow. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Ben has been manipulating her this whole time. All right, listen, Q. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Q. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think it. I think Ben and Leslie genuinely have the same boring interests. <laughs> and I what, and I love this. I I typically don't. My my uh my father in law loves Hallmark movies. That's no. I don't know if we've talked about this before. And they're they're terrible. Hallmark 
I'm sorry if that offends anybody out there, but they're they're really bad. They're I can go into all the reasons, but you know, you know why I, they're I bad. Well, not just you. It's the people who watch them that yeah. you have to. And and it's the same rationale between reggae. <laughs> like hey, you, you hear reggae, you're like, oh, reggae. I love that song. <laughs> Bob Marley was a was a gift. Anyway, here's the thing about mm-hmm. the Hallmark ones is like there'll be something like a snow globe that the the main character is like emotionally attached to, and they bring it up so many times. There's a history, and it's so special. Leslie just makes a pa- not a not a passing comment, but there were so many other things that she was talking about, and it was this mural, and they brought it out just enough to where you know we kind of remember it, they, but it even got made fun of, right? But it didn't cu- keep coming up over and over, like we didn't get hit over the head with it, like in a Hallmark movie where this special mm-hmm. item or thing that was passed down, but and so that's that's where it gets really cheesy. But then when it comes all back around, and it's this little thing that Ben picks out that matches with Leslie. It makes the the show soulmates, even though there's a soulmate match for Leslie with Tom on the stupid site, they're really the soulmates, which is awesome, which is really good. It was well written. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally. Uh, it's one of those things that it shows that these are normal people. Yeah. And normal people like boring stuff. It's true. Like these podcasts. And yeah. Thank you, normal people. <laughs> uh <laughs> There is a place called Normal Indiana, isn't it? Or is it Normal Illinois? It's somewhere Midwesty. So, um, yeah. So they chat in front of the mural, and it's like, okay, this relationship is a thing. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. The credit scene. Uh, Leslie and Tom are trying to figure out what's going on there, and with the how they got matched. So I'm gonna. I have the quote, the dialogue here. I'm gonna want to read it. Leslie, so I was wondering, how did we get matched up on Hoosiermate.com? Tom, I created 26 profiles, each one to attract a different girl. Tom A. Haverford is athletic. Tom B. Haverford is brave. Which letter did you get? Leslie N. Tom N. Haverford. Ha! The N stands for nerd. I never checked that one because no one ever responds to it. Tom N. Haverford collects globes. His favorite movie is books. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Donna uh, comes and kisses Tom and uh, shuts him up. And Leslie's like, every time I want to shut you up from now on, someone's just going to kiss Tom. So, yeah. So, that is... uh, that's how the episode ends. It's a great, great episode. 8.6. Anything else that uh, you, you like? We should definitely point this part out of this show. No, I think I think we covered most everything. I was. Yeah, that's a really overall. That's a, just a really great episode. You know, not. Yeah, it was great. I think it even could have been higher. I would I would rate it up there like almost a nine because I want to and it's good. Well, if you want to log into IMDb and skew the rating, um, then please do. If listener, if you are going to go into IMDb and rate show episodes, I'm not going to say you shouldn't tell people about our show, um, but <laughs> but if you did, and uh, if you found a way to do that, that'd be awesome. Um, but if we could have some kind of like shared known word for listeners of this show um like when we re- if we reviewed something um perhaps perhaps we can just end all of our reviews with Hailzorp. and then we'll know as we're going through that uh cuz i i don't know how to do this stuff so i need uh uh smart people to do it but if we went through and like saw reviews that ended with Hailzorp, i like we would that. know that they are a fellow listener of uh of parks and conversation so yeah, so please let's uh, let's let's make these reviews legit. 
<laughs> and like none of this, like not like if you if like go for it, go swing for the fences. If you have if you have a ten rating, go for the ten rating. Um, don't try to be like, well, it's not perfect. No, let it like like what you like. So, yeah, but Hail Zorp and all of them with Hail Zorp, and then IMDb might be like, what is Zorp, and why are they hailing him? <laughs> is there a cult so, coming that we don't know about? Well, they're very reasonable. There is it started with productivity. <laughs> so. The first half of your book was great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this episode, I love that episode so much. It's great. It's great. <laughs> oh, okay, so next uh, episode here is going to be loading Jerry's painting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This one is also really good. We get to see some more of the Society for Family Stability Association or whatever they're called. Um, and, uh, Jerry is, uh, you know, Jerry paints, uh, a, uh, interesting photo or picture <laughs> Marsha Langman. That that's the yes. character's name. So Dude, I, I, I keep thinking as we go through season, episode, season three, every episode keeps getting better or just moves the whole story. I know that seasons one and two had to set all this up, but you know, even looking at, you know, four, five and six. Season three is could be one of my favorite seasons of a show ever. It's just so it just moves along so well. The characters change in such great and funny ways. And and there are awesome episodes down the road. But as a whole, season three is just awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I also very much like season four because it is like the. Season four is going to have like one consistent story. Mm-hmm throughout which i really like yeah and yeah so okay man so many good so many good things in this show over and over again it's gift upon gift upon gift so we should let our listeners have the gift of no longer having to listen to us prattle on yeah but share the gift with others yeah say hey i have a free gift for you and i want you to enjoy it and i'm gonna sit here and watch you while you listen to it at (laughs) one time speed and then at the end we'll discuss it (laughs) i think that'll go well let us know <laughs> it's just there they have their their air their headphones on or airpods so the person watching them can't hear what they're le- saying mm-hmm. and they're like huh yeah like you, you and, just, then, and then and then you, you have to time it and then write down notes of what they're doing at those times i noticed that you're really laughing at 14 minutes 15 seconds what <laughs> what happened there what joke was that was, was that the burger joke yeah those crows that was hilarious Yes, I think this is a gr- this will be a very good helpful research. So, <laughs> all right, well let him, let us know, listener. Let him get to it. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, Jeremy, I'll see you later. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye, bye. bye.